Hello everyone. So here is Rosemary Baby, last part, part three, and it has only two chapters. And I'm going to read first chapter. Then in next episode, Rosemary Baby is going to complete. I'm little bit upset. Such a lovely book, but don't worry. I will always read amazing books for you, like Rosemary Baby, and I hope you like it. And I want to say thank you for everyone or who, whoever is listening to me. Thank you so much for supporting me for your love and support. So, chapter one, part three of Rosemary Baby. Light the ceiling and pain between her legs, and Guy sitting beside the bed, watching her with an anxious, uncertain smile. Hi, he said. Hi, she said back. The pain was terrible, and then she remembered it was over. It was over. The baby was born. Is it all right? She asked. Yes, fine, he said. What is it? A boy. Really, a boy? He nodded. And it's all right. Yes. She let her eyes close, then managed to open them again. Did you call Tiffany's? She asked. Yes, he said. She let her eyes close and slept. Later, she remembered more. Laura Lucey was sitting by the bed, reading the Reader's Digest with a magnifying glass. Where is it? She asked. Laura Lucey jumped. My goodness, dear! She said, the magnifying glass at her bosom, showing red ropes interwoven. What a start you gave me, waking up so suddenly! My goodness! She closed her eyes and breathed deeply. The baby, where is it? She asked. You just wait here a minute, Laura Luce said, getting up with the digest closed on a finger. I will get guy. I will get guy and Doctor Abbey. They are right in the kitchen. Where is the baby? She asked. But Laura Luce went out the door without answering. She tried to get up, but fell back. Her arms boneless, and there was pain between her legs like a bundle of knife points. She lay and waited, remembering, remembering. It was night, five after nine. The clock said. They came in, Guy and Doctor Sebastian, looking grave and resolute. Where is the baby? She asked them. Guy came around to the side of the bed and crouched down and took her hand. Honey, he said. Where is it, honey? He tried to say more and could not. He looked across the bed for help. Doctor Sebastian stood looking down at her. A shred of coconut was caught in his moustache. There were complications, Rosemary, he said, but nothing that will affect future births. It's dead, he said. She stared at him. He nodded. She turned to Guy. He nodded too. It was in the wrong position, Doctor Spastin said. In the hospital, I might have been able to do something, but there simply was no time to get you there. Trying anything here would have been too dangerous for you. Guy said, "We can have others, honey, and we will just as soon as you are better. I promise you." Doctor Spastin said, "Absolutely. You can start on another in a very few months, and the odds are thousands to one against anything similar happening. It was a tragic one in ten thousand mishap. The baby itself was perfectly healthy and normal." Guy squeezed her hand and smiled encouragingly at her. "As soon as you are better," he said. She looked at them, at Guy, at Doctor Sebastian, with the shred of coconut in his moustache. You are lying, she said. I don't believe you. You are both lying, honey. Guy said. It did not die, she said. You took it. You are lying. You are witches. You are lying. 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 You are lying.
you are lying guy held her shoulders to the bed and dr spastian gave her an injection she ate soup and triangles of buttered white bread guy sat on the side of the bed nibbling at one of the triangles you were crazy he said you were really capo out of your mind it happens sometimes in the last couple of weeks that's what abby says he has a name for it prepartum i don't know some kind of hysteria you had it honey and with the venegans she said nothing she took a spoonful of soup listen he said i know where you got the idea then minnie and roman were witches but what made you think abby and i had joined the party she said nothing that's stupid of me though he said i guess prepartum whatever it is does not need reasons he took another of the triangles and bit off first one point and then another she said why did you trade ties with donald bumgard why did i well what has that got to do with anything you needed one of his personal belongings she said so they could cast a spell and make him blind he stared at her honey he said for god's sake what are you talking about you know what i am talking about holy mackerel he said i traded ties with him because i liked his and did not like mine and he liked mine and did not like his i did not tell you about it because afterwards it seemed like a slightly faggy thing to have done and i was a little embarrassed about it where did you get the tickets for the fantastics she asked him what you said you got them from dominic she said you did not boy oh boy he said and that makes me a witch i got them from a girl named norma something that i met at an audition and had a couple of drinks with what did abby do tie his shoelaces the wrong way he uses tennis root she said it is a witch thing his receptionist told me she smelled it on him maybe mini gave him a good luck charm just the way she gave you one you mean only witches use it that does not sound very likely rosemary was silent let's face it darling guy said you had the prepartum crazies and now you are going to rest and get over them he leaned closer to her and took her hand i know this has been the worst thing that ever happened to you he said but from now on everything is going to be roses warner is within an inch of where we want them and suddenly universal is interested too i'm going to get some more good reviews and then we are going to blow this town and be in this beautiful hills of beverly with the pool and the spice garden and the whole schemer and the kids too rose scott's owner you heard what i said he kissed her hand go to run now and get famous he got up and started for the door let me see your shoulder she said he stopped and turned let me see your shoulder she said are you kidding no she said let me see it your left shoulder he looked at her and said all right whatever you say honey he undid the collar of his shirt a short sleeved blue knit and peeled the bottom of it up and over his head he had a white t-shirt on underneath i generally prefer doing this to music he said and took off the t-shirt too he went close to the bed and leaning showed rosemary his left shoulder it was unmarked there was only the faint scare of a boil or pimple he showed his he showed her his other shoulder and his chest and his back this is as far as i go without a blue light he said all right she said he grinned the question now he said is do i put my shirt back on or do i go out and give laura lucy the thrill of a lifetime her breast filled with milk and it was necessary 
to relieve them so dr sebastian showed her how to use a rubber bulb breast pump like a glass auto horn and several times a day laura luce or helen bees or whoever was there brought it in to her with a pyrex measuring cup she drew from each breast an ounce or two of thin faintly green fluid that smelled ever so slightly of tennis root in a process that was a final irrefutable demonstrations of the baby's absence when the cup and the pump had been carried from the room she would lie against her pillows broken and lonely beyond tears john and alice and tiger came to see her and she spoke with brian for 20 minutes on the phone flowers came roses and carnations and a yellow azalea plant from ellen and mike and pedro and lou and claudia guy bought a new remote control television set and put it at the foot of the bed she washed and ate and took pills that were given to her A letter of sympathy came from Minnie and Roman a page from each of them they were in Dubrun week the stitches gradually stopped hurting one morning when two or three weeks had gone by she thought she heard a baby crying she read of the television and listened there was a frail far away wailing or was there she slipped out of bed and turned off the air conditioner florence gilmore came in with the pump and the cup Do you hear a baby crying? Rosemary asked her. Both of them listened. Yes, there it was, a baby crying. No, dear, I don't, Florence said. Get back into bed now. You know you are not supposed to be walking around. Did you turn off the air conditioner? You must not do that. It is a terrible day. People are actually dying. It is so hot. She heard it again that afternoon and mysteriously her breast began to leak. Some new people moved in, Guy said, out of Navaver that evening upon 8. And they have a baby, she said. Yes, how did you know? She looked at him for a moment. I heard it crying, she said. She heard it the next day and the next. She stopped watching television and held a book in front of her, pretending to read but only listening, listening. It was not up on 8. It was right there on 7. and more often than not the pump and the cup were brought to her a few minutes after the crying began and the crying stopped a few minutes after her milk was taken away what do you do with it she asked laura luce one morning giving her bag the pump and the cup and 6 ounces of milk why throw it away of course laura luce said and went out that afternoon as she gave laura luce the cup she said wait a minute and started to put a used coffee spoon into it Laura Luce jerked the cup away. Don't do that, she said, and caught the spoon in a finger of the hand holding the pump. What difference does it make? You have to throw it, Rosemary asked. It's just messy, that's all, Laura Luce said. Thank you for joining me. I hope you like it.